When the art day gets rough, you just gotta keep on punching. And here's your Thunder Punch Daily with Jersey Drozd. I'm going to start this one with a bit of a story, an anecdote, if you will, that will, I hope, will prove, or uh, not prove my point, but help flesh out the point that I'm going to try to make today. So when I was, I think I was like four, it's one of my earlier memories, maybe three, I don't remember now, but I was really little, um, went out with my parents and some of my brothers and sisters to uh, some kind of friend get-together. It was one of those adult get-togethers where your parents are going to visit their friends and they bring all their kids in tow and you just kind of go in another room and do your own thing with like the other little kids while your parents talk about grown-up stuff with all the other grown-ups. And I don't know if you've had any experiences like that. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of you have. But when you're in that experience, the adults are all talking about weird stuff that you don't understand. It doesn't, you know, they're, they're saying words that don't even make sense to you or uh, maybe you understand some of the words, but you don't understand the full context of what they're talking about. Or it's utterly uninteresting what they're talking about, you know. Uh, but it just, it has this kind of um, surreal weirdness to it. Um, you're in somebody else's house. It smells weird there. You, you can't, you know, don't sit on that. Don't touch that. Don't, don't run up and down the stairs. Uh, no, you can't watch television while you're here. That's rude. You know, like there's all these weird customs and everything. And to call to, to wrap up my story to, uh, call, uh sort of, uh, the, the case in point or the culmination of this, this sort of this, uh, exploration of the weirdness of being, a little kid in that environment is I remember we were getting ready to leave and I was standing in a doorway waiting for my parents to, you know, say their goodbyes to their friends. And all of a sudden one of my parents' friends looks at me and says very loudly, not angrily, like this very cheerful loudness. But as a little kid, I, I didn't understand how you could be like super cheerful and really aggressive at the same time. <laughs> uh, it took me years to figure that one out. But um, it's just me, she's like, if you don't move, I'm going to kiss you. And as, as like a three or four year old, I'm like, why does this woman want to kiss me? And why is she saying it like that? And everybody's laughing. Why are they laughing? Why are they laughing that she's shouting at me that she's going to kiss me if I don't move? Well, it was around the holiday season that we were over there. And I was standing under the mistletoe, which was hanging in the doorway. Now, I was four. I didn't know what mistletoe was. I didn't know what it signified. I didn't know the custom uh, of, of kissing somebody under the mistletoe. So everybody points up. Everybody points up at the mistletoe. And they're like, look, look, that's why. That's why. And I look up and there's like, there's a leaf hanging above the doorway. What does this got to do with anything? Why is she shouting at me that she's going to kiss me? Why is everybody laughing? And what has it got to do with this leaf, right? And so she comes at me and I run away screaming. Hey, everybody laughs. It's a funny story to tell later on. Uh, and that is one of the things I look that kind of worldview and that kind of uh, experience is something I think about or I try to think about a lot when I'm writing kids' stories, <clears throat> understanding a kid's point of view, a kid's worldview. And uh, I just today I didn't get much art done, but I did watch Over the Garden Wall, which a lot of people have been talking about. And boy, oh boy, did I love that show! I wound up buying it and uh, absolutely fell head over heels. And, and I walked into it with kind of like crossed arms because so many people were talking about it. Like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's amazing. And you know, when you hear that from a whole bunch of different sources, um, 
it can lead you to say like, all right, let's see what the fuss is all about, right? And I'll, I'll admit to having walked in with a little bit of that attitude, like apparently this thing's great, let's find out. And uh, all it took was about 10 seconds and I was hooked. But when I got part of the part way through the series, it's only like 10 episodes long. Each episode is about 10 minutes. You can get it for like seven bucks uh, for, for streaming or for download. Uh, but it's also if you have uh, a cable subscription, you can get it at the Cartoon Network site and stream it for free. But uh, it just it was this perfect blend of creepiness and cuteness of expressing the kids worldviews and thrusting them into a world where everything is strange and weird and there's weird customs and there's all these strange characters who don't quite make sense but are behaving as if um, their behavior is perfectly natural in that world. Very Alice in Wonderland if you've actually read the real books or The Wizard of Oz for that matter. Like It, it had that vibe to it. And they did a lot to express in the story um, visually like this, the, this sort of like 1930s silent film kind of look and feel to it and with the music and everything and in, in the, the iconography and the typography and stuff. But uh, you just you have these characters who show up who are visually so disturbing and in and, and, and moments in the story that are so freaky, creepy, weird, but just right to the edge of where it should be. Like a kid's version of creepiness, which I think works for adults because it triggers that experience of when we were little kids and how being around adults could sometimes feel really weird and off. Um and another thing that I, that I love about like what they do in the story, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, this whole Thunder Punch Daily is just gonna be a big old plug for for Over the Garden Wall, but it's it's partially like a pre-analysis before I do uh, talk about this on the Saturday Supercast with uh, Dave Roman. I'm assuming we're gonna do it. Um, all all the little mini stories that that line up to form one bigger story have this this wonderful little arc of if it's not about kids being endangered for no reason it's about kids setting forth and entering the world and if you enter the world kids there may be danger and what's more is the danger might not be what you think it is so things that look threatening are actually not threatening and things that don't look threatening might be very threatening but all the situations these characters find themselves in are ones they put themselves in the kids are going off into the woods and and encountering these things as they're just trying to get home they're just trying to get home. And in their travels of going home, they wound up coming across all these misadventures where, um, and it's not, I mean, it, 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 there's nothing in it that I think would be harmful to children, but at the same time, there's nothing didactic about it. That's another lovely thing about it. And you guys know that I'm a big fan of the didactic kinds of kids storytelling where there's like a moral or a message or something, some kind of takeaway where we learn something about adulthood right like the thing Dan Mission always says is about how superhero stories are dress rehearsal for adulthood but this show manages to do that without actually coming out and saying it that way <clears throat> one other thing I wrote down that I really <clears throat> pardon me enjoyed about this is that the story is littered with characters who all made some kind of egregious error and are paying for it in in the course of the story um but everybody has a chance for redemption in the story. Like everybody, like you meet these characters who are like, you know, there's something really wrong. Uh, I won't spoil anything, but <clears throat> there's one character who's being punished for throwing a rock at a bird, which is an awful thing to do, right? Any, any four-year-old will tell you that's an awful thing to do. And yet many of us in my childhood, I knew kids who did stuff like that, you know? So it's like, it's familiar yet. It's 
awful. And yet, and so like it makes you say like, oh, this is a terrible person, but then they're doing nice things. So there's this weird uh, cognitive dissonance. And then in the end, you start rooting for them and you hope that they fix themselves and fix their situation to undo all the bad things that came out of their bad behavior. Ah, just so good. And I haven't even talked about the art direction on this thing. It's just it's just beautifully designed and like so atmospheric and the, the background paintings are phenomenal and I just know I'm going to be going to this thing and doing a bunch of still stores and grabbing these things for uh, reference or inspiration for bold, future Boulder and Fleet stories. Um, and then on top of it all, you got animals and people clothes. There's an episode with dancing frogs in like suits and fancy party dresses, which is amazing. Um but you have this little boy. There's two main characters. You have um, Wirt and Gregory. And Wirt is a teenage boy and Gregory is his little brother. And Gregory is like this sort of wide-eyed kind of flighty character. Kind of like Mabel from Gravity Falls or... I'm trying to think of other analogs for this character. The, the goofy kind of pie-eyed friend who doesn't quite understand what's happening around him all the time. And those characters are really... They, they can easily become just the annoying kind of the nonsense gag character. Here they come with their nonsense gags, but this kid quickly, Gregory, just becomes the heart of the story so fast for me. And in the, the climax of the, of the story, just that kid just breaks my heart. Um, so good. So yeah, if you can, try to track it down, watch it for free on the Cartoon Network's uh, website. Uh, but if you can't, um, yeah, it's... Like, like I said, it's only like seven bucks if, if, you, if, you, if my words have made you that curious about it. But uh, it's something I'm going to be picking apart a little bit more. And it's, and like I said, it just, it, it was like a, a splash of water in the face of like, oh yeah, that's what a kid's worldview is like. I remember it so well. And you guys built a fantasy story that entertained me, made me laugh, made me feel a little weepy, and transported me to that mindset of being four again. And I am so grateful for it. And I'm going to be taking, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm sorry. See, that cold is still lingering. Uh, I'm going to be taking that to future projects. I'm going to be remembering that. I'm going to put that in my, my notebook, and I'm going to keep on referring to that from, from here on out. So who am I? Jersey Droves, comicsagreat.com, boulderandfleet.com, Jersey on Twitter. And this recording was part of the Art Sound Off Challenge, where every day for the month of November 2014, my buddy Rob Stenzinger and I are recording a daily audio journal of our art day. We challenged the world to participate along with us. And if you go to artsoundoff.com, you can see the rules or the, the challenge, I should say. And uh, also, if you want to follow along with a lot of the other microcasts being made, you can just follow the Art Sound Off hashtag on Twitter. So I'll be back tomorrow with another Thunder Punch Daily. And until then, remember everybody. It's a day story. You saw what happened when a stranger came to the palace. She turned out to be evil and dangerous. Of course, turning people into animals is only make-believe. But there is nothing make-believe about how dangerous some strangers can be in real life. Never accept any food or toys or money from a stranger. Don't even talk to them. And no matter what a stranger may say, never go away with them. Terrible things have happened to some kids who did. The smart thing is to just walk away, or in my case, just float away. ha <laughs> ha!